This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the mysterious world of online learning, featuring myself, Regina, and my colleague and good friend, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Regina. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University, located in Angola, Indiana. Welcome to the third episode in our three-part series on William Horton's book, E-Learning by Design. In our first of the series, I shared information on absorb-type activities. Absorb-type activities are focused on content. The learner absorbs what the content has to offer. The learner does this by reading, watching, and listening to information. The second part of the series explores the do-type activities. This is where the learner practices. Practice activities do not give learners new information. It is just where learners exercise newly acquired abilities. After all, practice makes perfect. And now we'll explore the final type, the connect type activities. While the absorb type and the do type activities are fairly straightforward, the connect type activities are a little more difficult to describe. As Horton shares, connect type activities, quote, prepare learners to apply learning in situations they encounter at work, in later learning efforts, and in their personal lives. If absorb activities are the nouns and do activities the verbs, the connect activities are the conjunctions of learning, end quote. Connect type activities can be as simple as reflecting upon a situation or as complex as creating meaningful and effective solutions to a real problem. Horton shares a number of connect type activities in his book, E-Learning by Design. I will focus on the following activities from his list. Ponder activities, questioning activities, stories by learners, research activities, and original work. First, let's take a look at pondering activities. This is when we take the time to think deeply about a topic. We ponder it. It's the image of the person with their hand on their chin, their head tilted slightly, and their eyes gazing off into the distance as they silently think. This is when we may try to look at the situation from a different perspective. We may think of how the topic is a part of a much larger picture. Pondering activities help us avoid tunnel vision on a topic and help us make new connections on existing ideas. A couple of examples of pondering activities are asking a rhetorical question or asking learners to imagine a real life example of a concept. Personally, my best pondering time occurs when I am on a run. I literally wrote my dissertation in my head when I was training for a half marathon. As Horton shares, the utter simplicity of pondering activities make them easy to integrate into more complex situations. Oh, and here's a side tip. So if you are just randomly staring off into space while sitting in your office and a colleague walks in and asks why you are just randomly staring off into space, you can tell your colleague that you were engaging in a pondering activity. Okay, so maybe not a great explanation for staring off into space, but seriously, pondering activities are important. They provide an opportunity for all of us to stop and think about a topic, to look at it from a different angle. Sometimes taking a few minutes to think about something from a different perspective 
changes everything. So let's move to the second type of activity on Horton's list of connect type, the questioning activities. As he shares, asking and answering questions is fundamental to education. Questioning asks learners to consider what is being asked of them and encourages them to reflect upon their response. This provides learners with the opportunity to integrate and connect concepts. We all ask questions to fill in the gaps, to clarify viewpoints, and to validate truths. To go a step further, the effectiveness of these questioning activities relies on learners asking the right people the right questions. And it relies on the persistence of the learner if the answers that they receive are not good enough or if the answers that they receive do not provide clarity. We can all think of a time that we tried to get answers to a question and were left without clarity or specific next steps that made sense. It takes skill to ask the right questions in order to receive appropriate and valuable answers. As Horton shares, we can assess learners by how they answer the questions posed to them, how they help their peers answer questions, and conversely, how they exhibit good questioning techniques themselves. Now we'll move to the next on Horton's list, Stories by Learners. I have already shared with you my inherent appreciation for organizational storytelling. I really appreciate the fact that Horton identifies storytelling as an important absorb type and connect type activity. As he shares, learners can listen to stories as an absorb activity or they can tell their own stories as a connect activity. Because storytelling, as he says, quote, emanates from personal experiences of the storytelling. It is superb for connecting learning to those experiences. Have your learners tell their stories and ask them to connect those lived experiences with the content from your courses. As an assessment, this demonstrates critical thinking skills on behalf of the learner, and you will be able to confirm that the student has made a connection between their lived experiences and the theory or theories that you've covered in the course. When asking learners to tell stories, make it easy for them, as storytelling can feel difficult to do at first. On one hand, we unconsciously share stories every single day with each other. Yet when asked to tell a story, we may react like a deer in headlights. We don't realize that humans are natural storytellers. So give your learners time to consider a good story. It helps them if you provide a framework for their stories. Ask them to describe the setting, the cast of characters, what happened or the event or conflict or problem that created the story. Have them share the resolution and provide a moral of the story. If you remember back to the story that I shared in a previous episode, the bank president drove to a teller's house after a blizzard and told her that if he could make it to her house, she could make it into work. The setting was the bank and the blizzard. The cast of characters was the CEO and the teller. The event was the CEO slash bank president driving to her house. The resolution was that the president told the teller to come to work. And the moral of the story was even a blizzard shouldn't keep you from getting to work. In fact, the message overall was that you always need to find a way to get into work no matter what, even during a blizzard. 
You know, actually, we could find multiple lessons or morals from this story, depending on the content focus of our course. For example, we could engage in a discussion on leadership styles based on the story, or the importance of organizational culture, or elements of emotional intelligence, and so on. There are a variety of ways that I could use that story in my course, depending on the content that we're covering. As you consider the opportunities for storytelling as a connect type activity in your course, remember that stories can be told as a written document by an individual or a group, as an audio file via a Kaltura recording, or even recording from a student's smartphone. Multiple stories shared in a course can be grouped together by learners based on the topic, or learners can work together to provide an alternative ending to one of the stories shared, or learners could propose introducing a new character to a story that impacts the story and its resolution in a unique way. There are a variety of ways in which stories and storytelling can be used in an online course with effectiveness. So let's move to research activities. The idea of importing research activities as a connect type activity is the second to the last on the list of Horton's book, in e-learning by design. Research can be fun. It's like being an investigator. It's up to us to locate and determine if the information that we've identified is applicable and credible to our topic. As Horton shares, research connects learners to the world of knowledge by teaching them to learn on their own. He goes on to state that research activities teach learners to gather, analyze, and report on information. He acknowledges that research could be considered an absorbed type activity because learners are first absorbing information. He also says that research could be considered a do type activity because students are performing actions to gather the information. Yet in the end, Horton classifies research as a connect type activity because learners are connecting with knowledge and determining if they have the information that they need to make a decision or solve a problem or present a comprehensive picture of the data. With guided research, the instructor provides the individual, the team, or the entire class with a topic. Students must gather information, determine if it's applicable, determine the value and validity of the information that they found, organize the facts, and present the information in a coherent and comprehensive manner. Because research activities bring so much value to learners, Horton encourages us to use research activities as a staple of instructor-led e-learning. Finally, let's take a look at the final activity on the Connect Type Activities list, Original Work. This type of activity asks learners to apply learning to their own work. A couple of examples of original work could be an artifact for their job or a form of journaling. In our careers, we are regularly asked to create official documents or reports or give presentations. This is considered original work. Some examples of original work include the creation of policies and spreadsheets, a photograph, a report, PowerPoint slides for a presentation through creation of a video clip, or a business letter. Additionally, in our online courses, e-journaling and the creation of e-portfolios are great ways to ask learners to produce original work. E-journals and e-portfolios provide artifacts 
created by the learner that is specific to the author. A benefit to this type of original work is that it is readily accessible to those that use mobile learning tools and they can add to their e-journals or e-portfolios in real time and in meaningful ways. So there you have it, a brief introduction to William Horton's absorb type, do type, and connect type activities from his book, e-learning by design. It has been a privilege to share with you his work in this three-part series. Of course, I've provided a citation on his book in the show notes with additional links to his work. In conclusion, as Horton shares, absorb activities, inform, and inspire. If absorb activities are the nouns, then do activities are the verbs of learning. They put people into action. And finally, connect activities help learners close the gap between learning and the rest of their lives. As he shared, they prepare learners to apply learning in situations they encounter at work, in later learning efforts, and in their personal lives. Horton further explains that if absorb activities are the nouns and do activities are the verbs, then connect activities are the conjunctions of learning. I hope you've enjoyed this three-part series on Horton's work. We'll be back soon with another The Onliners episode. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.